Hi, this is Dr. Shiroko Sokic, and today we'll be mapping love on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Dr. Shiroko Sokic. Board certified in both acupuncture and functional medicine, trained in surgery and consistently pursuing the latest in medical innovation, Dr. Shiroko's exceptional knowledge of the body, her relentless perseverance, and her expertise in both Western and Chinese medicine is the ultimate prescription for healing. As a leader of integrative medicine practices, her methods are informed, effective, intuitive, nurturing, and for patients with difficult or mysterious illnesses, she is the end of the line because she never gives up. That's precisely why today we are talking about love. Shiroko, I'm so glad to finally have you on the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. You know, Shiroko, in episode 35 of the podcast, I spoke to Dr. Venu Julapali, a good friend of mine, about therapeutic love. In other words, the love that we as clinicians bring to each and every patient relationship with our caring and our concern. But today I want to focus more on love as a mediator, love as a true agent of healing. And you speak to this so well. Can you start us off by sharing how you define love in the realm of healing? I define love as the most healing power in the universe. Mm. And um, and it's about so many different things. The, the way I think about it is relationships. So love is our relationship to one another. It's our relationship to our bodies. It's our relationship of ourselves to one another. It's our relationship of our diet to our body, you know, so everything it's like, to me, love is the ultimate relationship mm -hmm. and, and it's how everything works together in the universe. It's really amazing. When you are seeing people in clinic, are you seeing past trauma that has to do with a lack of love or even a perception of a lack of love impacting healing potential? Well, Yes, much a lot of people's trauma is related to some emotional component and and everything that I do with every single patient, every physical issue has some emotional component. How that ultimately translates is usually feeling a lack of love on some level. So bringing that energy back into someone's body is very, very useful. I'm thinking a lot about moving into the central part of the matrix, thinking about how love impacts certain systems and functions in the body. But before we go there, I have to say I'm really kind of caught on this idea of love in its many translations. And I think because you're so holistic, you would term them all as love. But I'm thinking about 
puppy love or the love that we're looking for that's like the Disney love versus the long-term love or the therapeutic love? How do we look at these different kinds of love and what's happening in the body and what's actually most healing? Or does it not matter? Any sprinkle of the good stuff is the good stuff. To some degree, any sprinkle of the good stuff is the good stuff. <laughs> I think what's really important is that when you're struggling with any of the concerns that you have on the matrix here, when you're struggling with any of these health concerns, and most of my patients have difficult health concerns, yeah. is that you become a generator of love. Mm. So receiving love is one element of love, but generating love within yourself is what is like maybe the most powerful healing. <clears throat> and I have many suggestions in my book, Healing When It Seems Impossible, to how to generate love. But something as simple as like, let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you're not feeling the love that, that you want from them. So, you know, like a lot of married couples, they, they go through times when they're feeling like there's not enough love coming from the other person. Give them love. That's so important, Shiroko. I think also as we become more jaded or we have our own ideas of what love feels like, we often get trapped in the quest for something that maybe doesn't exist in exactly the right puzzle piece that we think it should. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I myself have spent time doing this. <laughs> looking for love, you know, from outside of myself. And I, and I think one of the biggest things that happened to me when I split with my husband was because all the love that I felt belonged in my life disappeared and I was heartbroken. And what healed me was at first the love of the people in my life who were my friends and my patients and, and other colleagues, but also becoming connected to love within myself and becoming a generator of love and giving it to other people. So like the most healing was me starting to give love to my patients, to my friends, to other people, because that that's kind of exponential energy that you can use for your body. I want to talk about that, what it does in the body. It just, it makes me think, Shiroko, about you brought up when you split with your husband. When my husband died, I found myself saying, I don't know what to do because he brought out the best in me. And I had to kind of pause and go, if he brought out the best in me, then it's in me. So how do I tap into and live from the place he ignited. And I think in some way we can all do that with the places where we felt best in our lives or felt the most sparkly love in our lives and go back to like, what was that in me that allowed that to happen? Do you have techniques to train patients to get into that? And I know we'll link to your book in the show notes, but is there anything you can share with practitioners that you'd be recommending in that area of tapping into our own self-love? Yes, absolutely. I can do it from many different angles. So I'll give you a few examples. One is very, very simple. Whatever part of your body is really giving you a hard time, start petting it. So let's say you had knee pain and it just feels impossible for your knee to even function. You could just start rubbing your knee and putting love on it and just telling it how much you love it. And it sounds a little bit silly, but really it starts to feel less painful when you start giving it some nurturing. 
And any physical part of your body that is struggling, you can put some love into it just by petting it. My ex-husband actually used to tease me because I was always massaging myself or always rubbing some part of my body, but it's a very great way to start a healing process. The second, as a practitioner, and so many of your audience are practitioners and healers, is first of all, think about like whatever, like especially if you have a difficult client, think about what love would do for that person. Like how could you love them more? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you love somebody, you're telling them a hard truth, right? So you could might tell them something hard for them to hear in a loving way, or you might hold their hand when they're having a difficult time with something, you know, so such simple little things. And the more you practice, the more it becomes intrinsic. I have this saying is like the fake it until you make it. And, and in some degree, even if you feel like there's no love at all inside of you when you're in your darkest moments, fake it, love something, put love somewhere. If, if all you can do is love the bite of chocolate that you're about to eat, love that. Yeah. You know, put it in your body with love as you're eating it. Or if you're in a lot of pain, I mean, some of my patients really are in a huge amount of pain. And they may, you know, the only place that may not hurt is their pinky toe. So touch your pinky toe and say, I love you and, and pour that love into your pinky toe and be grateful for that. It makes such a huge difference. Is there a practice that you have daily to support your own self-love or to ensure that you're going into each and every patient session with that love? I have a couple of practices. One of them, when I first started meditating, I would sit and for three minutes, just say, I am love, I am love, I am love. It'd be my mantra, like just pour love, you know, and, and I am loving and I would like focus on love every minute for three minutes. And I did that every day for several years and I still do it a lot, but not as a practice in that way. And then the other is in everyday life, as I walk around looking at people or seeing people, I silently say, I love you to everybody I see. That's powerful. And it changes my perspective on the world is so when I see a person, I'm, I love you and I love you. And like, especially if I'm walking in the street, there's sometimes a lot of, I love you's going around, but it's just a, a practice and it takes a little while to, to be in the habit of that. But it really, once you're in the habit of it, then you approach every person that you see with love mm. and that brings so to me, love is like a boomerang. So the more you put love out, sometimes people ask me, well, why would I put love out if I have none inside of me? And what I've noticed is the more you put it out, it's like a boomerang. It comes back to you. Mm. Mm. And you feel the most empty is when you should be the most putting your love out because then it comes back to you. I love that. I love that thought. So let's go inside the body and think about where love lives. I know that sensation that you're talking about helps us to produce certain neurochemicals and balance out certain aspects of the body's stress response. Can you talk a little bit about what you found regarding love in the body? One of the things is that love releases a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is sort of the polar opposite of cortisol. So cortisol is the stress hormone. It causes you to feel anxious and uptight and wired and all those crazy things. 
and is what you need in order to deal with stress. Whereas oxytocin is a love hormone and it causes you to feel warm and fuzzy, causes all of the relaxing chemicals in your body to release. And most importantly, it causes you to feel good. Mm. I have a little speech I give called fall in love with your life because when you're in love, you're, you, you can't feel bad. You know, I'm, I'm sure everybody in your audience has felt in love at some point in their, in their lives and you feel better. I have a patient who has pretty bad diabetes and neuropathy and, and all kinds of issues. And about two years ago, she fell in love and all of her symptoms went away. Like her blood sugar became normal. Her aches and pains went away. And you know, like all of this, and she's in her mid sixties when this all happened. She just started to feel so much better. So oxytocin, I love it. We have a great episode with Dr. Lindsay Berkson on therapeutic oxytocin that we will link to in the show notes to talk more into that. Oxytocin, cortisol, stress hormones, you're talking about all of these things that love sort of mediates, mitigates, produces. Is there anything else if we look at the central part, what I call the soup of the matrix that you've seen love address in terms of the immune system or the GI? Is there anything you've seen love mitigate as a mediator? Sure. And I'll give you another reference. The Heart Math Institute has been yeah. doing research on the connection between the heart and love and our need for love in our bodies. And they've done a huge amount of research on this. Love affects your immune system. It affects your hormones. It affects your nervous system. And for me, in my world of uh, what I do, I do something, I work with people on the triangle of wellness, which is your hormones, your nervous system, and your immune system. And when we don't know what's wrong with you, what I do is I balance these three elements in order to help a person find stability in their bodies. And those three pillars, the hormones, the nervous system, and the immune system are vitally important. If you get those three elements in balance, everything else starts to fall into place. Yeah, beautifully said. And HeartMath has lots of research on this, um, the scientific benefits of love on your physical body, your hormones, your neurotransmitters, et cetera. It's interesting, Shiroko, I think of you know what I call the three tiers to nutrition mastery or epigenetic mastery, tier one being the non-negotiables, tier two being deficiency to sufficiency, tier three being dismantling the dysfunction. And the way you're talking about love, it's both a non-negotiable, it can also be a deficiency that needs to be addressed. And it's hard for us to just target our care at that tier three issue, go right in for the jugular, so to speak without addressing these things, would you agree that love is a non-negotiable in healing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have people who are resistant to that approach when they're looking for, let's say, the root cause? Well, in order to arrive at love, sometimes you have to forgive. Mm. So many people are reluctant to forgive, thinking that that's the only way to get to love, which is why I always give these very simple little suggestions of faking it till you make it, because you may not be able to forgive something at first. You can write yourself notes. You can touch yourself. You can write your partner notes. You know, I've had patients who were in such a bad relationship with their husbands find new love just by starting to be the generator of love. So some things are very difficult to forgive, but you can still find a way to put a little bit of love into your healing process. 
I love that. Find a way to be the generator of love. Shiroko, thank you so much for joining me on the 15 Minute Matrix. Thank you so much for having me. It was delightful. The 15 Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by my son, Gilbert Nakayama, and production by Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode ready and waiting for you, please go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. We'll be sure to drop into your inbox with a short reminder that a new episode is ready for you. You have an open invitation to email us. We want to know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.